Posting and Toasting Podcast, episode number two on a Friday. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for my second episode of the show. We're talking all things New York Knickerbockers. Friday's probably going to be my normal slot. There'll be other times when big stories break where you won't hear from me on a Friday, or you will, and it'll be an additional day during the week so I can give you my take on what's going on with the New York Knicks. But for the most part, you're going to be hearing from me on these Friday shows. So I'm excited to have this be the normal slot for the Posting and Toasting podcast. Guys, a lot to get to on the show today. I want to touch on a couple of things. New signing for the Knicks. I'm going to lead off with that. That's a big deal. Got to talk about some of that and, and the impact that that person is going to make. We'll get to him in a second and how that continues the process. I want to get to some of the new guys as well. I want to dive into this summer league over amplification that for some reason Knicks fans can't seem to get out of NBA fans can't seem to break this mold it's unbelievable I want to touch on that as well I want to get to the Russell Westbrook deal and how it impacts the Knicks and on top of that uh, the player that went the other way that the Knicks Knicks fans should not be thinking twice about uh, as far as whether or not he should be in the crosshairs of the Knicks front office. Let's get to Marcus Morris first. Uh, obviously, a lot of people know Marcus Morris. Instead of moving forward with a deal to the Spurs, uh, Marcus Morris, formerly of the Boston Celtics, uh, who was actually going to agree to a deal with Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs, he decides instead to back out and instead signs a one-year $15 million deal according to multiple sources, to sign with the Knicks. Uh, Morris, 29 years old, he actually had signed a longer deal with the Spurs earlier in the offseason, or he was going to. He agreed to a two-year $20 million deal earlier in July, decides uh, that he had to reconsider the contract, and San Antonio was the one that actually pulled the deal in the end because Marcus Morris was hesitant to sign the contract. So instead, San Antonio signs former Kentucky Wildcat Trey Lyles, and the Knicks wind up with a pretty good player in Marcus Morris, a guy that some thought would be part of the future with the Boston Celtics, averaged just under 14 points per game, just over six rebounds, shot just under 38% from three-point range, last season with a a decent Boston team. And you just look at his numbers over the last couple of seasons. He's averaged over 13 points per game in his last four seasons, two with Detroit, two with Boston. With Boston, you know, Morris was looked at as maybe one of these guys going forward after last season, uh, or, or rather the season before last when Boston was able to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they, of course, lost in a Game 7 to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Marcus Morris was kind of one of the glue guys, a guy like Marcus Smart, who's still very important to that franchise and and things like that, someone that could be part of that bench mob, if you will, that comes off and, and, and becomes a very important part of how Boston plays defensively under Brad Stevens and also how they look to move the ball and and get good shots on offense. So it's one of those things for the Celtics where at this point, now that Kyrie Irving is gone, you're really enforcing what's going to happen with Kemba Walker and Gordon Hayward. 
you're going to start playing a little bit differently now, and Marcus Morris maybe doesn't fit into the long-term plans. The Spurs thought he was going to be a guy for them, and instead the Knicks pounce on another really good veteran to continue this process along of building towards the future, doing it with guys that are going to work hard every day under Dave Fisdale, guys that are going to be part of the system under Perry and Mills, and guys that are going to possibly be part of the future when the Knicks hopefully continue to build towards the 2021 class where they need to hit on some of those free agents. And by the way, for those that missed uh, part of the Kawhi Leonard news, Kawhi actually took a shorter deal with the Clippers, so he'll be part of the free agent 2021 class with Paul George, with Giannis Antetokounmpo, and a lot of those other major free agents that are going to be around in 2021 the Knicks are going to hopefully get a couple of, and that's part of this long-term plan, potentially. Obviously, long way down the road. Still got to go through the development process, of course. That's been going along over the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, in earnest through the draft. And now, obviously, we're starting to see some of that impacted in the summer league as well. I want to get to the summer league as well in just a second, but first, I I really like what Marcus Morris brings to this team going into next season. I like the way he defends. His heart on the court is unmatched. He's a guy that played for Bill Self at Kansas. He's played for Brad Stevens now in Boston. He's bounced around a little bit in the NBA, but I think you have to look at where he's at right now, and you have to think... This is perfect. This is exactly what the Knicks were looking for. It's a one-year deal as well. So you see what you can get out of him for this season. If Fisdale and the staff and the front office like what Marcus Morris brings to the culture in the locker room, to the team on the court, mentoring some of these younger guys, and, you know, he's kind of, it seems like to me, he's kind of one of those guys that is a lead-by-example kind of guy. He's going to show it to you more out on the court than the rah-rah style, it seems to me like that really works for the New York Knicks right now. And especially with all these young guys coming up, your Alonzo Triers, your RJ Barrett's, your Iggy Brasdakis's, those kind of players that you're hoping develop, Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, these are the guys that you need to have part of your future. That's a big deal to have a guy like this on the roster. And he can defend, shoot threes, can rebound a little bit for you as well, can battle in the post, can be able to guard multiple spots on the floor if need be. And that's a big deal for Coach Fisdale to have at his disposal. But more importantly, when you look at the locker room situation, it only adds to that. And it adds to these other veterans that are already that have already been brought in on the roster that I mentioned on my last show. And the, the fact that the Knicks had to spend the salary cap money hammers home why this is continuing the process. It's exactly what the Knicks needed to do. They had some extra money here towards the end of July or towards the middle parts of July. It makes a lot of sense. And folks, you start to look at the full picture here of who the Knicks have signed this offseason. Not only have they stuck to their plan, but I don't think they could have done much better with some of the guys that they've signed. You look at Julius Randle, who could be a part of this team even after 20 or going into and after 2021. He really could be. You know what I mean? I I really like a a guy like Wayne Ellington 
a Reggie Bullock, even a Taj Gibson for the for the short term. And now you add in a guy like Marcus Morris, who if things work out, you could re-sign to another contract after next season and start to think, you know, and that's that's why this plan to me is so it makes a lot of sense because if these guys work out and not all of them will, you know, Taj Gibson's getting up there in age, but if a lot of these guys work out, now you have the chance to re-sign them again if you want. And they could be a part of the long-term solution. They go from being part of the short-term solution to now, hey, Maybe these guys could really help us down the road when we try to really go for it. When we try to go for playoff appearances and series wins and maybe an NBA championship run. They become the role players that make big shots in the big moments or get the big defensive stop. Fred Van Fleet's of the world that did it for Toronto last season. Guys like Powell. Norman Powell from the Raptors last year. Your Andre Iguodala's. Your Sean Livingston's. Guys like that, that in big spots make big plays. Your Tristan Thompson's from the Cavs a couple of years ago. Role players. When you get those stars in, and that's part of the plan. To have the team to compete in the Eastern Conference with what the Nets are trying to do with the Sixers, with the Bucks, with any other teams that try to emerge during that time. And now, with the way the West is, it's so deep, it really opens things up in the East. Again, it really does. And I'll get to some of those trades in a second. So those are the things that the Knicks are building towards right now. Marcus Morris fits perfectly into what the Knicks are trying to do. And that's the bottom line, folks. It's exactly what the Knicks were hoping for. Because of what happened. You know what I mean? Because of what's happened. this This is what the Knicks had to do. All right, I want to dive into some of the Summer League stuff. Because I'm disappointed. I, I, I really, I'm really disappointed in, in, in how Knicks fans have treated the Summer League so far this offseason. Because it's like, it's like you're not paying attention, folks. It really is. It's unbelievable to me how many Knicks fans have overreacted. Really, listen, it's not just Knicks fans. The, the Pelicans fans that, that are up in arms over why Zion Williamson's not playing. It's mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling to me. I, I, I literally can't believe how some fans are just not paying attention to their teams. Clearly. Clearly not paying attention. Because if you would, you'd know what the plan was. You know how this thing works. It doesn't matter if celebrities are showing up to these games. Flavor Flav was at a Knicks Summer League game. The games don't mean anything on the record. They mean a lot for development, chemistry, 
playing together, seeing what these guys have, who plays well together, who might not play well together, who needs to work on their chemistry with some of the other guys, who brings what to the table, who can play large minutes, who's vying for a starting spot, who maybe could be a good bench player at the beginning. It's the early processes of the 2019-2020 season and the the unbelievable uproar over R.J. Barrett after just a couple of games, folks, is mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling to me. Imagine you. You're at a job in an entry-level position. For example, you did really, really well. You were one of the best at the company. You were hitting it out of the park. Everyone was recommending you for a higher spot. This kid, he's got to be one of the first choices to get a promotion. This person is really doing well. It's time for them to move up. You move up. You get the promotion. There's a lot more responsibility now. There's a lot more things you have to get done. There's a lot more things you have to work on. Now you're in a leadership position. People look to you. Not everyone's been in that position before. There's things you have to work on. There's things you have to change. You might make a few mistakes. You might revert back to some old habits. Everyone goes through it. Guess who's going through that right now? R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, one of the best prospects in college. One of the best, pro- it was the best prospect out of high school. Everyone said, oh, easily, one of the top three picks in the draft. Maybe even number two. Knicks get him at three. Folks, it's going to take a couple of games to get R.J. Barrett acclimated to the NBA. This is not nothing, this is nothing new. What are we doing? What are we doing, People. By the way, R.J. Barrett the other night against the Lakers. I mean, what What do you, I mean, come on. Vintage R.J. Barrett. That's exactly what the Knicks are hoping for and to be consistent in the future. Almost a triple-double. So, listen, I, I get it. I get why there's concern. Because I saw R.J. Barrett in college. Shot selection. A lot takes a lot of shots. Ball stopper is a little harsh for me because he's a guy that can get a lot of assists and has. But this is the problem with Knicks fans and this is the problem with NBA fans. It's the preseason. You don't even have all the guys there yet. Let R.J. Barrett continue down the path. You're letting this process take hold. Everyone seems to be buying in. Most Knicks fans have bought into the process after what happened in free agency. Why scapegoat R.J. Barrett for a couple of games where he wasn't all that good? You just saw how good he could be a couple of days ago. You got a glimpse in that blowout of a watered-down Lakers roster. Again, it's the summer league, 
people. It's going to be up and down at the beginning. RJ Barrett might not set the world on fire at the beginning, but if he continues to go down the path, you will see results. Maybe even by opening night. But you know what's more important than doing really well at the beginning and hitting every shot and blocking shots and getting all the rebounds? Being good for a full season. That's what's most important for R.J. Barrett. When this first season is done, R.J. Barrett should be in the rookie of the league, rookie of the year conversation. That's what's most important. He should be at the Rising Stars game dunking over kids and dunking over grown men. You should be seeing R.J. Barrett at the end of the season as a cornerstone of the franchise. That's what's most important. And in a world where it has to be now and it's instant gratification, these processes take time. And I get he's the third pick. Guess what's happened to the first pick? He's hurt and is not allowed to play right now. Imagine if you did get Zion Williams. Imagine how New York would react to that. What? Zion's not playing. We just spent the first pick on him. He's not playing? RJ Barrett is working, folks. He's putting in the work. It's going to be up and down. Don't ridicule him for it. Because, folks, the dude's legit. You've already seen a couple of signs. This is just a couple of games, folks. It's only been a couple of games. R.J. Barrett is already showing you the signs that he can be the guy going forward to help lead this franchise. So, again, the people that jump all over him, I just don't get it. I really don't get it, folks. I just don't. I, I, you, you can't convince me. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Again, put yourself in the same shoes as R.J. Barrett. It's going to take time if you get a, if you get a promotion, you get a big, a bigger job, more responsibility, more people to take care of, more mouths to feed, more things to learn. You might make a few mistakes. The kid's 19 years old. And he's already showing you a few flashes. So I, I don't want to hear, oh, well, uh, this R.J. Barrett is, you know, he's taking too many shots. He's not taking good enough shots. Just let it play out. I, uh, man. Bef- we're about to go into a break, so I want to finish off this segment with one final point. On R.J. Barrett. One of the underrated things about his game. Is how well he works with other people. On the court specifically. And obviously that leads from stuff off the court as well. How he helped. And worked with Zion Williamson at Duke. The fact that R.J. could have easily said. This is my team. No it was Zion's team. R.J. was the was the Robin to Zion's Batman. He knows how to work by himself to get shots, and he can work well in a team as well. So this selfish demeanor thing 
and taking too many shots. Give me, give me a break and give it a rest. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk on Iggy Brasdakis. Early good signs for him. And we'll get to some of these big free agent trades on the Posting and Toasting podcast. Back after a quick break. All right, folks. Had my spiel on RJ Barrett. Let's get into some of the other guys that have been playing well in the summer league at the moment. I do want to get to some Iggy Brasdakis talk here for a few seconds. I, I I really, well, here, here was my thought on draft night. I, I thought that, you know, again, first of all, if you were able to keep track of all of the nonsense on draft night with all the trades and things like that, more power to you. Cause I had to keep checking everything like three times to say, well, where, where's this pick going and who's getting what pick and who traded with who and all this stuff. One of those moments was when I thought the Knicks had gotten Kyle guy, a shooter out of the university of Virginia, the defending champs. And instead from Sacramento, I believe the Knicks ended up getting Iggy Brasdakis, the kid out of Michigan in basically a straight swap. So the the one thing I I want to mention for first of all, Iggy Brasdakis has already shown you in summer league his best quality, which is he can score the bleep out of the basketball. One of the best all-around scorers in college basketball last season. Dude's a freshman from overseas, 20 years old. Guy doesn't turn 21 until January. That's his easily his most valuable quality. And on a Knicks team that desperately needs it, the dude can put the ball in the hole. And, and, I, and I think he is going to be a sneaky good pick for the New York Knicks. And, and I'll tell you what, David Fisdale must have just been over the moon when they had the opportunity to get this kid. And I, I got to tell you, I, I think that he has got to feel like he landed in a great spot for him to develop. Because guess what David Fisdale does as well as any coach in the league? He coaches defense, playing well and playing hard on the offensive end. And Iggy Brasdakis desperately needs that to become the complete player in the NBA that he can be. I, I think it's a match made in heaven especially for a second round pick 47th pick overall in the draft. I, I, and I didn't touch enough of the, on this in, on the last podcast. I'll admit that I, I think Iggy Brasdakis makes a lot of sense on this Nick team. He scored 30 points the other night against the Phoenix suns. He looked great. He, he can, you can see that he, he can score the ball in a multitude of ways. Guy can get to the basket. He can shoot the threes where he's continuing to work on that, but he's get, he's gotten a lot better over his freshman year shooting the three. He really has. He's gotten even better doing that. You can tell just by the summer league action, he is making a lot of tougher shots than he did in college already. He can get to the basket. He's a good athlete. He can do a lot. He's a good passer as well. I think he could really be a nice fit on this Knicks team for this season and moving forward. He fits the mold extremely well and and I think that that could be a really nice payoff 
for Knicks fans. And listen, again, I'm going to warn you again. He, he's going to have a couple of bad games. He did at Michigan. Games where he doesn't shoot the ball well. That's basketball, folks. Don't take shots at him. Get Listen, I know he's the second-round pick. He might not get as much of, of that heat as the third overall pick in the draft will. I get that. But Iggy Brasdakis, especially at the beginning, is probably going to be a hot and cold guy. He's going to have a, a week where he is on fire. And then he might have a couple of weeks where he's just trying to figure it out. It happened at Michigan. For those that didn't watch the NCAA tournament, first two rounds of the tournament, you couldn't stop Iggy Brasdakis. And they faced a couple of tough teams in those first two rounds that had upset on the mind against those Michigan Wolverines. Then they played a really good defensive team in Texas Tech, Jarrett Culver, who you may have heard of, picked fifth in the draft, shut the kid down. Iggy really struggled. I think he maybe had six points and they got blown out. It happens. You just come up against good defense. In the NBA, Iggy's going to be going up against a lot of good defense. Give him some time to figure it out. The last thing I want to bring up. This is becoming a problem for me. Maybe it's not the biggest problem by any means that the NBA has to deal with. And that's for another time. But other sports get it. Baseball gets it. It's spring training. Let the kids play it out. Let's see what we have. Some of these guys might not even be on the team. That's the same thing in the summer league. Some of these guys probably won't even be on the team that they're playing with right now. There are guys that are waiting in the wings that can put these youngsters in better positions to succeed on the court. And that's part of it, folks. The NFL is similar, probably worse than the NBA, especially with quarterbacks. Well, the quarter, you know, Sam Darnold threw 14 for 24 for 108 yards and had a touchdown and two interceptions. Oh my God. Whoa. Oh man. The sirens are flaring. Oh no. What is go? What's what happened to this kid? RJ Barrett. Oh, he missed 10 shots. Oh my God. I thought we had, I thought this kid was one of the best players in the draft. Guys, take a little bit. I, I know basketball fans normally aren't baseball fans, but take a little bit of a cue from baseball here. There's a long way to go before the season even gets started. Let's see what you have first before you start. Listen, and, and if at some point, if there's a long stretch, where these guys aren't playing well, by all means, empty the artillery. I know I will. But my gosh, give the kids more than four games. Heck, some of you were after RJ after two games. Give the kids some time, man. Give them some time. And give them some time with some of the guys that, you know, are going to play 82 this year with David Fisdale. Give these kids some time. 
let me finish off the show with some of the stuff from the trades that, that have happened over the last uh, couple of uh, days or so, last 48 hours. We know it's really two points off of one trade. The Russell Westbrook trade to the Houston Rockets. Uh, first of all, shout out to Sam Presti, the, Houston, uh, the excuse me, the Oklahoma City Thunder organization. Uh, they made the process in Philly uh, look like mincemeat. Uh, they, it's unbelievable how they've rebooted the franchise with draft picks. Yes, it's sad that they didn't end up winning anything with three <laughs> Hall of Famers, you could argue, uh, at their disposal at different points in their career. From Harden, Durant, and Westbrook to Durant, Westbrook to Westbrook, and to not win anything is remarkable in itself and not in a good way. But Sam Presti knows how to set up the future of the franchise, and boy, has he. There's no question about that. So you give him a ton of credit. But folks, the Knicks should never have thought about a Russell Westbrook deal. For those that have even hinted that New York was a good option, are not paying attention. You're just, you're not looking at what the blueprint is again. First of all, the Knicks can't trade anybody until December anyway because of all the signings they've made. So get that out of your head. It wasn't going to happen anyway. Westbrook was not going to come and play for the Knicks in the shape that they're in right now. And heck, there's no room for him on the roster. Now you got to start blowing up the process. That's Perry and Mills are not doing it, folks. They're not folding their hand. It's not happening. No matter how many times you guys ask about it or look into it or try to maneuver the roster, it's not fitting into the blueprint that this organization wants to do. Here's the second part of that. Don't you even think about it with Chris Paul. Don't even think about it. It's not happening. Two reasons for that. Two pretty big reasons. Reason number one. Chris Paul is 34 years old. The, the guy was a role player on the Rockets last year. There's no way around it. He was a spot-up shooter. This is a guy that is not nearly the same guy he was two years ago. It's how it goes in the NBA when you get to that age, folks. Chris Paul is not giving you anything on this roster. He's just... its He wants to win a championship! He's trying to win a ring before he gets out. Do you really think that he's going to want to buy into what David Fisdale right now is selling? It's not happening, man. Guys, it's not happening. The Knicks are not... Chris Paul is the, the last thing 
that Perry and Mills are thinking about right now. There is no chance that Chris Paul is ever going to be a Nick. If he's still in the league in 2021, he thinks, hey, the Knicks are figuring it out. Maybe they're going to get a free agent. Maybe this could be the time where the Knicks go for a championship. And he's 36 and he's thinking about it. And maybe he comes and wants to be a role player on a championship. Who knows? I don't know. But you're not going to get there if you get him now. You're blowing the whole thing up. And trust me, the Thunder are right now trying to get rid of Chris Paul. They're not keeping him. They're trying to flip him for another draft pick. So get that out of your minds, guys. Get it out of your minds. It's not happening. It's not. So... And that's fine. It's good for the franchise that the Knicks are sticking to their guns. If this was two or three years ago, I I mean, I could, I could easily, many Knicks fans like myself could think of many times where the Knicks would have jumped at the chance to sign Chris Paul. But they're sticking to their guns. They're sticking to their guns. This is how the process is going to be, folks. I love it. I, 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 I think this is exactly what the Knicks had to do when Duran and Irving didn't sign here in Manhattan. It's exactly what needs to be done. It's a long time coming, folks. Knicks fan, and I get it. A lot of Knicks fans are probably stuck in this mentality of, but if we just get this guy and we just get that guy, Maybe we can salvage something. Maybe we can go on a playoff run. And I'll give you this. Knicks fans, I I would, if you gave me a playoff appearance, oh my God. It would be so overdue. So, so overdue. But you know what the Knicks really want? Consistent playoff runs. They want a five, ten year stretch of them. They're doing what good franchises do nowadays, what the Yankees have done in MLB, what the Nets just completed over in Brooklyn. They want multiple years of success. They want multiple playoff appearances. They want multiple chances of making the runs. And they want multiple championships. That is what they want. They want to win championships for a long period of time, or at the very least, compete for championships and have a squad that's going to buy in for a long time. That's the, that's the plan. Chris Paul doesn't fit the plan. And I'm going to hammer it home with this. Oh my gosh, if you looked at that contract. I cannot think of a worse contract in the NBA, maybe in all of sports. This season, Chris Paul got paid $35 million to be a role player. He's a Robin, but but, but he's one of many now and would have been next year as well with the Houston Rockets. 
let's not kid ourselves here. Guess how much the Thunder, if they had to keep him, are paying him next year? $38 million. 2021, $41 million. 2021-2022, million. The Knicks ain't touching this with a 10-foot pole, folks. Done. Not happening. Someone else will take that cash, and they should. If they think Chris Paul is a veteran presence that they need to win a championship, they are going to take him. But the Knicks are not taking him, and nor should they. It just doesn't fit the process. Chris Paul would never in a million years play for the Knicks as, as they are right now. He wants a ring. He's not going anywhere. I'm getting out of here on this, folks. It's going to take a lot of time. I wish more Knicks fans would be a little more patient. I know it's New York. I know it's the Knicks specifically where you haven't been good in a long, long time especially consistently. Let these guys play it out. Let Perry and Mills build the team. Let Fizdale and his staff coach the roster. And then let's see if they can do what the the Nets did and maybe one-up the Nets in a couple of years by getting even better free agents that they did that are actually healthy. Let the process play out. See how this team does this year. Who knows? I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not. I I bought in too many times to that nonsense. But give them a chance to make it matter in March and April. Give them a chance to make it matter at Christmas time in January and February when the games really start to matter a lot more. Let them make you buy back in again. And if you do that, and it gets to the spot where it's supposed to be, there's nothing better than the Knicks doing well at Madison Square Garden in the whole NBA. There's nothing better than it. We all know that. There is nothing better than that. To do it at the Mecca and bring the Garden of Eden back to where it belongs. That's why they're doing it. Give them the opportunity to do that. Give Iggy and RJ the chance to prove the front office right. Give them the opportunity to to develop the other young guys from last year. Knox, Nilakina, Trier, Robinson. And give these veteran guys the opportunity to prove themselves to be on the future of this team or at the very least be part of the culture so when future guys come in, they already know what it is. They already know the deal. It's about playing hard every night, playing for the New York fans, and winning. That's why they're doing it. And listen, I'm not gonna if you if you're still upset, I don't blame you.
But at some point, you got to get over it. At some point, you got to buy in. And at some point, you got to get on board. That's what we do as fans. I will see you next Friday. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll see you next time on the Posting and Toasting Podcast.